Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. It's game day in the National Football League Thursday, and the Giants and Washington football team. Who do you got? And who's got the worst quarterback or who's got the least good quarterback with all due respect to them? <laughs> Joining oh, me right yeah. now. A lot, lot of respect to those guys after that open. Yeah. Ian Rappaport, uh, premier NFL insider with the NFL Network. How you doing, bud? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. I shouldn't have said that. I should have the utmost respect for guys that are professional athletes and making millions of dollars. But unfortunately, this game is being labeled at who's the less good of the two quarterbacks. What's the story with Fitzpatrick? All right, we'll start with Fitz. So he spent the last several days seeking expert medical opinions to try to figure out, does he need hip surgery? And if he does, and if he did, you know, that would obviously be out for the season. But if he doesn't need surgery, how long is he out? And here's what I understand. Fitz has decided in consultation with the Washington football team that he is not going to have surgery on his hip. That is good. That gives him a chance to come back this year. From what I understand, the timetable is about eight weeks or so. I mean, theoretically, it could be, you know, back a week sooner, maybe, but eight weeks is about the timeline, which means it's going to be Taylor Heineke, you know, deep into November, which is interesting for several reasons. I mean, I think one is, you know, if Heineke, if the team isn't good and they really struggle, then Fitz will come back and everything will be fine. What if they win? What if they win a bunch of games? What if they're, you know, six and two? Do you go back to Fitz? I mean, it opens up a lot of questions just with the timeline being that long. It's a sick podcast, and the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod. Use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. I don't think Heineke is going to be sleeping. I think he's going to be awake. I know a lot of people view him as a backup quarterback. Maybe I'm going to be wrong here. But I kind of like his last couple of performances dating back to last year. And you know what? I'm going to give this opinion, and I may look stupid in about two months from now. I think Fitz is going to lose his job to Heineke. I I will say this. I don't know if that's going to happen. But of all the quarterback situations in the NFL, like all 32 teams, this is the one that has the smallest drop-off, I think. Right? Like this is, you know, and I guess you could sort of say like, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. We'll see what those guys have. Obviously, they're talented. We don't know how ready they are. You know, Heineke is ready. I thought his performance in the playoffs was really good. Um, when he came and played last week, he was pretty good. I mean, this is I, – I don't think that in Washington that they are like, we're done, we lost our starting quarterback. A lot of other places might be the case. Um, but I know in Washington they're like, all right, you know, it's too bad about Fitz, but we have Taylor Heineke and we're ready to roll. And I know they got a legit shot. In tonight's game, it should be a, a sort of defensive struggle, um, but I think they got a shot. 
Here's the bad news for Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. He has eight career wins in the National Football League. Here's the good news. Half of those wins have actually come against Washington. Why do you think he has success against them? A New York Giants team that has beat the Washington football team in the last five times they've played them. That's a great question. Um, and I think those streaks more are probably coincidentating. Also, also the Washington football team has not been very good um, the last little bit. Now, you know, if you told me the Giants are going to go out and win tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I thought, and I hope this is not too like sunshiny, optimistic, whatever. I, I didn't think the Giants were that bad. And they played, I mean, their offense didn't look good. But they also played a very, very, very good defense. I mean, the Broncos' defense is legit. They got ballers all over the place. Their corners really cover. The fact that Daniel Jones didn't play well, like it's possible to not play well because your opponent was very good. So to me, I'm I'm holding out my opinion on the Giants because I still think they're going to have a really good season. If you're a fan of the Giants or a fan of the Washington football team, you want to pick up their jersey, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more, and our sick merch as well. Look at this. It's game day. Yeah. Use Sports 615 for 15% off on all of their items. Aaron Rodgers, we know the offseason was a distraction. A lot of people are now looking at that saying, well, that's the reason why they lost last week. I think there's more to it than that. The Packers really look terrible. Not only Rodgers, the entire team did. See, I, I don't think it was a – I mean, it, it was distracting, but I don't think the Rodgers situation being a distraction was any reason why they didn't play well last week. But I don't think it was completely innocent either. What happens in the spring in May and June is quarterbacks get with their receivers and they get with their offense and they fix things and they take a look at it and they take reps and they take more reps and then sometimes quarterbacks have them out to a high school field in the middle of nowhere, then they take more reps – then they go to training camp and they get more reps there. And the Packers didn't have any of that, right? I mean, they didn't – in the spring, they didn't do anything. And in training camp, Rodgers didn't play. So, you know, is it possible that preseason actually matters? Possible. So I think they're going to be fine. But if you told me it would take three or four weeks for them to be fine, I would say, okay, that actually makes sense because they basically didn't have a preseason. What an incredible roller coaster the Raiders game was last week. Uh, if I would have had money on that game, I think I would have gone through, I don't know how many emotions, but anyway, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone more sincere than Derek Carr uh, regarding his performances and his career, basically talking about how great he is one week and how terrible he is the next. Does anyone know who the real Derek Carr is or is that him? I think this is him. Now, he's incredibly talented. He also is clutch, right? Like you could say, I mean, there's some people who don't think clutch like really exists. I sort of do because the pressure changes people. Like we cannot pretend that pl all players are the same in pressure. I, I know because I've seen it. Guy goes out, kills it in practice, looks great, gets on game day, and you're like, the lights are too bright and he can't do anything. Derek Carr's the opposite. I think in big games, in pressure, when he's got to have it, I think he is better. And, you know, all out blitz and he throws an absolute dime to Zay Jones. Like that was. That was awesome. Um, now, the Raiders themselves, you know, it's going to be an interesting season because front line, they have a lot of talent. But depth, I'm not so sure. So, you know, if they stay healthy, I think they're fine. If they don't stay healthy, I think they're not going to be fine. Then it'll be year four of John Gruden, and you're sort of like, you know, what? I mean, they need to make the playoffs at some point. I will say that at some point it needs to happen. 
All right. Okay. Let's move on. And and there's so much to talk about. Um, how about Mike Vrabel calling out Julio Jones? Uh, Julio Jones. Pardon me. Uh, that is is that recommended to do in week one? We'll see what happens in week two. Um, I, I will say this. It never happened in Atlanta. I mean, it never happened in Atlanta, right? Like it's just Julio was the face of the franchise. And, you know, I think the organization went to great lengths to make sure that he never got criticized publicly. Now, privately, sure, but publicly, no. Mike Vrabel is different. Uh, he is as real a dude as they come. I don't think he cares about, you know, what he says to the press, he says to the players and vice versa. Like it's just all out there. He's very, very, very transparent. So we'll see how Julio responds. You know, he was not much of a factor on Sunday. He's another one who during the preseason, he barely practiced. So maybe practice matters. You know, I would expect him back practicing this week. Um, And again, I think that's important. So, you know, how he responds is going to go a long way as far as where this Titans offense actually goes. I read something about Urban Meyer. And when I did, I'm going to show you exactly what I did. I'm going to leave the screen for a second here. Watch this. When I heard that he may be leaving Jacksonville to go back to college, I I went in the fridge. I grabbed this over here. One of my favorites, Cherry River. And I had a drink. By the way, it's only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, and now available in Quebec grocery stores uh, and at the beer store. What's going on? Is Urban Meyer leaving Jacksonville to go back to college? I, I, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. One, it's literally one game in. And to me, this was the last job that Urban Meyer will have. And so if you told me he's leaving anywhere, I would be surprised. I think it'll be this. It'll either work in Jacksonville or not, and I think that'll be it. The other thing is, I think he's had chances to get the USC job. Like, he could have two years ago. He tells them he wants it. Could they have given it to him? Maybe. Last year, remember, he was in Sanky was at another place. He was at Fox. So he could have left at any time. Right. So, um, you know, I would say to me, um, I don't think he's going anywhere and I don't think he's taking the USC job either because he would have taken it, you know, over the past two years if this was going to happen. I expected the Bills to win last week when they lost. Who's the first person I thought of? That was you. You warned me a week ago. You thought that the Bills would take a step back. It's still a long season, but based on the way they played in week one, you may be onto something, Ian. It's just so hard to be consistently good. Now, I do think the Steelers will end up being good, and I think their defense, you know, should be really good. And that's what, but it doesn't matter because the week one is so hard. So much goes into it. Everyone over prepares. Um, we still haven't seen the real yet, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're the Bills and you had, you know, they were everyone's darling last year, came out of nowhere and shocked everyone. No one's shocking anyone anymore. There's no shocking. Right. So um, I think they could be good, but they got to, you know, they really got to kind of amp up their game a little bit to make it happen. The Ravens promoting Devonta Freeman to the 53 man roster. How surprised are you that he'll get the nod over Le'Veon Bell? I'm not surprised. I, I saw Le'Veon Bell last year. He was very publicly critical of the Chiefs, publicly critical of Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a great guy and a great coach and a Hall of Fame coach and won a Super Bowl. He's also very good offensively. So if I had to guess who was to blame for Le'Veon Bell not looking great in the Chiefs uniform, my guess is 
it would be Le'Veon Bell and not Andy Reid. So that makes me think he doesn't have a lot left. And if he doesn't have a lot left, then Devontae Freeman probably has more. So that kind of makes sense. I don't know what Devontae Freeman's going to put on the field, but this is the best opportunity he has to be the back that he wants to be still. And we'll see what happens on Sunday. I'm really fascinated by that. Two quickies. One is how big of a loss is Demarcus Lawrence for the Cowboys? Absolutely massive. Their best defensive player. You know, probably back in mid-November, but I just don't know how you can make up for the loss for the next two months. And who do you got tonight in Thursday Night Football, Giants or Washington, and why? Uh, I think the Giants will win because Daniel Jones isn't that bad, and Saquon will have one big play, uh, and I think the Giants' defense is really good. Always great talking to you, bud. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Great stuff, man. Take care. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Ian Rappaport, every time he comes on, and I'm in Montreal It's a big party here, man. Montrealers love hearing Ian Rappaport talk football. Sophistication, event rentals, live music, DJs, sound systems, tents, chairs, tables, decor, lighting, photo booth, TV screens, your one-stop shop, 514-570-5770. You call them. If you want to celebrate when you're watching the Sick Podcast and you watch Ian and you watch the premier fantasy football guy in the world, the NFL Network, Adam Rank. What's going on? Fantasy Ranks with Adam Rank. But oh my gosh, you're too kind. You're too yeah. kind. I always feel terrible. Like it's, I feel like I'm one of the last comics to go on at the comedy store after all the big league, all the all the headliners have gone. Like Ian Rappaport, then it's me mopping up as everybody's paying their tabs and leaving. What a shirt you're wearing! Unbelievable. If you can smell, what the rock is cooking. I have, look. I I raised both eyebrows because I don't know how to raise one. I don't. I can't do it. I just but, put a. Sto- I just put it on my IG. I'm like, I can't even do one of them. Like it's I'll bad. Just, I try. I I think I was gonna ask you about Saquon. I think Ian just tackled it though. But what's his status? Yeah, you know what? I think that in week one we had a little bit more optimism because you know there were no restrictions. Even though he was gonna, you know, give up a little bit of work, we still felt that he had that home run ability. You never want to bench him because he has that, like Ian was saying, you know, all it takes is one run to make everything worthwhile. Look at the way it worked out for Austin Eckler. He did get an end zone touch and got into the, you know, scored for us. Didn't quite work out for Saquon. I think with this week, though, because it's a short week and he's going up against a strong defense that is limiting Mm -hmm. a lot of opposing running backs, I'm looking at more guys that I wouldn't normally start over him, like Damian Harris in a normal situation. In week three, probably not making that move here. We'll probably do it. Elijah Mitchell. If you would have told me two weeks ago, I'm starting Elijah Mitchell over Saquon Barkley, I wouldn't have believed you. Here we are. We're doing that again. I think where we get to is like when you get to the Miles Gaskin range, that is the one where I'm really having it because I actually have that decision. And I'm leaning towards Miles Gaskin right now because he's involved in the in the yeah. passing game. And I know Buffalo is a tough matchup. But I think because he's involved in the passing game, that gives him a little bit of an edge. So, Saquon, we might have to sit him this week. But because you brought up Elijah Mitchell, talk to me about him. What are your expectations for him? You know, I really do think that the 49ers love him. One of the things that they really loved about Raheem Mostert was his speed. Like, that uh, that offense, as great as it's been, and it's gotten to the Super Bowl, I don't think that we've seen the best version of it just quite yet. And I think that once Trey Lance takes over as the starting quarterback, and this is no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo, who's played great, but Trey Lance is just able to do things that Jimmy Garoppolo can't. And Trey Lance has a lot of speed. And if you ever get into a situation where you have the speed of Trey Lance, 
combined with Elijah Mitchell, it is going to be a very scary offense to defend. And I think that Mitchell can come in there and take a majority of the work. Now, obviously, Trey Sermon might be active this week. Uh, Jamichael Hasty is going to be in the mix. Somewhere down the road, Jeff Wilson Jr. might come into the mix. But the thing is, I think that if they could find a running back that they could rely on, they would go with him. It reminds me of Alfred Morris a number of years ago. He had that breakout game as a rookie in week one. A lot of people didn't want to use fab budget on him or spend a waiver pick, and he ended up winning rookie of the year. I think Elijah Mitchell could be following very similar uh, footsteps. How did you do on your fantasy league last week? I did. You know what's great? What's funny? I don't want to humble brag. I did great. Good for you. I had you. a lot of wins. Well, a lot I, of I wins. I you too. You're the best. But here's, here's, the, no, here's the thing, though. In my league of record, and when I say league of record, I mean the league that means the most to me. It's nine guys that I've grown up with. Well, eight guys in one other rando. But eight guys I've grown up with who I've known virtually my entire life. I had the worst, the worst week. Like, I don't even know if I broke 50. Like, it was awful. Wow. And believe me, they let me know when things do not work out. There's a lot. I got Aaron Rodgers. Like, everybody who was, every good player who was terrible last week yeah. was on my team. So I let everybody take their victory lap now. Yeah. I'm going to come out strong this week, and I think we'll be okay. I hope for you, because this could be a can't-win situation. You know when you're in a pool with your buddies, like, if even one of them beats you, they're going to let you know about it for the rest of your life that you're getting paid to do this and they're doing something else and they beat you. But anyway, I like your confidence and good for you for going in. Give me three stardom and sit this week. You gave me one, which yep. sitting Saquon. Well, let's uh, let's go through the quarterback position. I think yeah. that Ryan, obviously Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to give you just a quick tidbit. Aaron Rodgers in his last four regular season losses the following week has thrown for four touchdowns and no interceptions. So don't worry about him against Detroit. Another quarterback who struggled, Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that he'll struggle against Seattle. I know he's going on the road. I'm willing to give him a one-week mulligan, and I'm going back with Ryan Tannehill. Jameis Winston, though, who I like. I like Jameis Winston. I like everything, almost everything that I saw out of him. I think he is somebody that you need to add. If he's still available on your waiver wire, pick him up. I'm not starting him this week. I just want it. I just, I got it. I don't know. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to slow play this one. I'm going to be like Matt Nagy with Justin. Wait Field. and I'm see, slow wait play. and see, wait and see worth picking up. If he goes out there yeah. and dominates the Carolina Panthers, then I think that you need to every week you need to start him. Then he, he'll probably become one of those guys. If you have somebody that you've been not thrilled about, if you have Matt Ryan or somebody like that, you have lower end QB one. I think Jameis Winston now becomes a bust start uh, on the other side for other running backs. In that Elijah Mitchell game, yeah, I like Miles Sanders. And I know a lot of people are a little apprehensive. The 49ers have a pretty good defense, but, I mean, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams had no problem last week. So I feel very confident with Miles Sanders. I think Najee Harris is another good option. He got one. He played 100% of the snaps. And even though he didn't have the greatest day, you can't overlook the opportunity. And he made some nice plays. And honestly, the dump-off, it's sort of a dump off. It was over the middle. If Ben Roethlisberger leads him on that throw, it's a touchdown. But he had to stop the corral it. He got caught by the linebacker. There goes six points. So yeah. I think he's a he's a must start. Mark Ingram, I'm a little less enthusiastic about because he's going up against the Cleveland Browns, who've allowed only one top ten running back in their last nine games. Yeah. So Mark Ingram was fantastic. I'm going to sit him at the wide receiver position. Let's go back to Calvin Ridley. 
The Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley did very well against Tampa Bay last year. So don't worry about that. DJ Moore has done well historically against the Saints. Uh, Mike Williams is a yep. nice play this week. Even though Keenan Allen had 12 targets last week, Mike Williams had 11. I think he's he's a guy that he need, that needs to play. And DJ Chark, though, I'm not playing. 12 targets, just three receptions. I need to see more out of him. Two quickies. One, give me one sleeper. One sleeper who is, uh, I guess... It's hard to say because, like, this Tyson is a very Williams. hard question because it, it in fantasy, so many people do so much homework that I don't know if the word sleeper actually exists, but everyone keeps on bringing it up that there are sleepers out there. You do more homework than anyone else. Is there someone that you're thinking of that others are not? I really do believe that Jacoby Myers can end up breaking out for the New England Patriots. I loved what we saw out of Nelson Aguilar last week, but again, every time I watch the route running, and I watched the tape on Jacoby Myers. I'm really impressed. And I think it's only a matter of time before he finally breaks out and does something big. And so I like him this week against the Jets. It's a great opportunity. Mac Jones yeah. looked really good. So I feel pretty good about that one. Van Jefferson, I guess the secret's kind of out on him as well. You know, he had that big play against the the Bears. Obviously, you know, Eddie Jackson not touching him and everything kind of led to him having a pretty good game. So that was one that I feel like, yeah, that's a, there's another guy we can go with. Uh, I'm always going to ask you who's going to be at the top of fantasy for this upcoming week, a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver. At quarterback, I think you already told us that Aaron Rodgers always bounces back with four-plus touchdowns after losing games the way he did. So let's go with running back, wide receiver. Who do you expect to have a huge week? One running back, one wide receiver. I'm going to try not to go as chalky, but I really like Austin Eckler in a bounce back this week. Sort of a little bit of a bounce back. Yeah. He wasn't targeted last week, which was kind of surprising, but he got all the goal line carries. Like that was the one knock. Like it's weird. Like Austin Eckler, PPR machine, doesn't get a target, but gets all the goal line work. If we can kind of get him a couple of targets to go line with that goal line work, I think that that could be pretty good. And if I like Ryan Tannehill this week, let's go with AJ Brown. Let's yep. have an AJ Brown breakout game. Again, like, you know, the chalk guys, like I'm not going to tell you anything with saying Tyreek Hill or anybody like Devontae Adams. Like if I love Aaron Rodgers, then Devontae Adams is also going to have a nice week too. But A.J. Brown is another guy that I'm really looking at this week. I think this will be, I think this is going to be a big week for for Tennessee. Again, I think this, I, I don't know when your gambling guy comes on, but um, I always look at this. Minute. Yeah, I, I'm ask him about the Titans game because to me, and listen, I don't bet. I'm just looking at trends of NFL teams. It's like when a team has that road win, and then goes home and they're like, they're flying high. Then a team has a road law or a home loss and then goes on the road. Everybody's like, well, the Seahawks will blow them out. I really think the Titans win this game, but that's just uh, me. We'll find out in about a minute. Once again, I love the shirt. You are a guru. Thank you. You're a fantasy guru. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. It's now to make some money. It's time for Sick Picks, brought to you by MyBookie. Place your bets on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag slash the Sick Podcast. Use code SICKPICKS to double your deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. He's at Run My Bets, my buddy Cash. I remember some picks from last week, okay? I remember some. The over in the first half of the Bucks game Blow a uh, versus Cowboys. That went over. Uh, I think you had the Jets plus five and a half. You may have covered that one by a half point. Yeah. And you had the Vikings to win, which you did not. So you probably had more picks than that. 
but it's uh, two for three uh, based on what I saw here. Okay, so now, um, who do you got? Adam Rank says, I should ask you if the Titans are going to bounce back. Are they a team you're looking at, yes or no, and why? Yes, and guys, it's simple. I like the Titans plus five and a half. Number one, the public is going to look at the Seahawks and say, wow, they went to Indianapolis and won outright. They blew them out. There's going to be a massive public public overreaction on the Seahawks, guys. I love the Titans. They got blown out. That's a one-game sample size, guys. There was a fumble touchdown. There was a lot of garbage going on in that game. Give me the Titans plus five and a half. That's a premium selection I sent to my clients three days ago. I like them on the money line, too. Give it a little sprinkle. Don't hammer it. But I 100% agree with him, guys. The Titans plus five and a half. That line is way too big. The opening line was minus three. Give me the Titans in that game. Get your money on that play. That's a play I'm going to definitely be hammering for sure. All right, is there another game you like more, or that's the one? That's that's the one. I'm going to give you guys a pick for tonight's Giants-Washington football team. Give me the Giants plus three and a half, guys. It's too many points again. Yes, they're playing in Washington. Their home field edge isn't that big. It looked like they had a close game against the Chargers. They only lost by four points. Guys, they should have lost by 10-plus points. That was not a close game. Third for 10 on third downs. Not very good stats, guys. Give me the Giants plus three and a half. It's too many points. Like Ian said, he likes them to win the game. I like the Giants to win outright. I think three and a half is way too many points. Give me the Giants plus three and a half. Give me the Titans plus five and a half. Let the public overreact, and let's cash them tickets this week. Let's cash it. It's the Sick Podcast. Cheers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond Organic Sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.